there is this prayer which is found in the Art Scroll Siddur on page 16 and in the Chabad Siddur on page 9, which is just a quote from a Mishnah, which is the foundational text of the Oral Law and the foundation of the Talmud. And it goes like this. It is from the tractate of Shabbat. And part of it from the tractate of Peya. It goes like this. There are things that have no prescribed measure. The Torah does not specify the amount needed. And that is the corner of a field which must be left for poor, which is interesting, that's the mitzvahs we're learning now in Torah every year, that you're supposed to leave a corner of your field, don't collect it, but rather leave it for the poor, offering first fruit to Hashem, the pilgrimage, that although Hashem says, you know, a person's supposed to visit the temple three times a year, a person could visit many more times, acts of kindness and Torah study, they have no limit. And it continues, these are the things whose fruits a person enjoys in this world, but whose principle, it's using an analogy of finances, you know, the, the extras you, you get in this world, but the principle remains in the um, Acts of kindness, as we said, honor due father mother, early attendance at the house of study, morning and evening, hospitality to guests, visiting the sick, helping a bride get married, escorting the dead, dedication and prayer, fully getting involved, and bringing peace between man and his fellow and between man and his wife. And the study of Torah is equivalent to them all. So I want to focus on a few of these elements that we say each morning. It's an interesting text that we're going to read. Like, Why is it so important? Because it's, it's setting the tone for the rest of the day, teaching us what to expect and what to prioritize in our life. But this idea of visiting the sick, helping a bride get married, escorting the dead, it's like basic decency, bringing peace between people, and especially husband and wife. It's basic decency but it's the stuff that we get the ultimate reward. And we say it each morning because it's trying to guide us how we should spend our day. So I just want to focus on one of those elements, peace between husband and wife. Not everybody's a marriage counselor, but everybody can help a marriage. You know how? A few tips. Not your own marriage, somebody else's marriage. Compliment the spouse to the other person. Your wife is amazing. Your husband is just such a mensch. Never focus on their negative. You want to say the negative, say it directly to the person, but don't talk to the spouse about the negative of the spouse. In the spouse's eyes, they're supposed to think that everybody thinks that their husband slash wife is the best thing in the world. If they have an issue, they deal with it themselves. But to walk over to a person and say, you know, I have an issue with your spouse, or I don't really, you know, your wife's not my style, or your husband is like whatever, off. No, don't, don't do that. Never embarrass them in public. Always allow people the dignity, because it is an act of dignity to believe that we adore their spouse. 
That is one fundamental principle in allowing people to have a happy marriage. And sometimes if you see a friend of yours disrespecting their spouse, you could have an honest conversation with your friend. Say, listen, I don't know what's going on in your marriage. You might have the best marriage on the planet. But seriously, when you correct him or her in public, it doesn't look good. Sometimes we don't know our own marriage, how good or faulty it is, and we need a, a friend to tell us from the outside. But the point is, each and every one of us has the obligation absolute obligation to help each other to have the healthiest marriages, not by being a marriage counselor. On the contrary, sometimes by not knowing the problems, simply by building them up and giving them the love and encouragement they need to fight another day for the beauty of marriage.